Welcome to our sixth bonus episode of My Hero Analysis. Good gracious, time has flown. If you're coming to this podcast and you haven't seen or listened to any of our previous episodes, uh, do some brief introductions. My name is Fern. And I'm Nicole. And I'm Maria. And uh, this episode is going to be a little different in tone uh, from our other episodes. We've got a topic for today that we want to take a little more seriously. Yes, we are occasionally capable of doing that. Um, (laughs) So trigger warnings up front for discussions of racism, racial slurs, uh, not the N-word, other kinds of intersectional prejudice and privilege, uh, which we, our aim is to address sensitively um, without trying to speak for anyone. Uh, That being said, we were made aware of something that happened within the My Hero fandom, and we did feel it was important to clearly state where we stand. Uh, So in the episode that we just covered last week, uh, which is episode 18 or episode six of season two, Shinso calls Ojiro a monkey during his battle with Izuku. And as y'all are probably already aware, hopefully aware, uh, this is a real life racial slur. And the scene has been pretty triggering for a lot of Black fans. Uh, Some of them express their opinions on social media. Personally, I came across this discussion, for lack of a better word, on TikTok, um, but I've also seen it on Tumblr. Um, And actually this past week, I think I found a Twitter thread as well. Um, So they, you know, Black fans are trying to get a discussion started about heteromorphic prejudice in the My Hero universe, how it relates to real life racism. So we are going to kind of give a summary of that discussion and the various points that people brought up. Um, But we also, more specifically, we wanna address the absolutely unacceptable ways a lot of black creators were treated when this fir- when this discussion first surfaced um, and how they're still treated whenever this topic resurfaces. But before we dive into the summary, uh, we wanted to clarify, hopefully, again, this is stating the obvious, but black people aren't a monolith. Uh, reactions to this episode and opinions on Shinzo's character differ from black viewer to black viewer. Uh, we definitely don't speak for black My Hero fans as a community. Um, this is just our attempt to stand with them and try to make the My Hero fandom a safer space for Black fans because that's a basic responsibility as allies. So yeah, we see this episode as like literally the very least we can do. Um, And I also debated whether or not to add the videos I saw and the comment threads that I read uh, to the source list for this episode. Uh, But then it occurred to me that calling attention to those creators like that could potentially put a target on their back (laughs) because we just send these episodes out into the internet and literally anybody could come across them. Uh, So I won't be naming anyone specifically. So I apologize in advance for not giving these creators the credit they're due. Yes. And if any of these creators happen to listen or happen to come across the podcast and you would like your name to be shared, please just reach out and we will do so in whatever way that you are most comfortable. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Also, if any Black fans or content creators would like to weigh in on an actual episode, uh, let us know because we will be revisiting heteromorphic prejudice again soon in another bonus up. So the big debate discussion was... um, When Shinso says what he said, did he mean it in a way that a viewer could easily take it, you know, as, you know, Shinso being racist? And this splintered into a couple of sub-debates, so I'm just going to lay those out and we'll just give our opinions on each. Uh, So one of the debates was whether the use of a real-life racial slur was or wasn't intentional. Some people pointed out that Horikoshi's limited knowledge of English could mean he wasn't aware of the slur, I feel like even if that's true, like his translation team should have caught it. Like it's a pretty common 
slur. Mm-hmm. Um, but also I bet there's no black people on staff. So <laughs> this is why diversity matters at all levels of creation or publication. Yeah. Yeah. And my uselessly optimistic side hopes that there have been black staff added in recent years because there has been hopefully a meaningful push to bring diversity to workspaces. Uh, But back then when it was being translated and just was being created in the moment, probably not. And again, I don't want to be like ignorantly optimistic. So there's honestly maybe not enough black people on their boards now as it is Mm because it's just it's a never-ending problem um so this is actually a huge problem in the animation world Mm -hmm. um there are not that many poc staff in in any part of the publication world because for the longest time many pocs didn't realize that this was a potential outlet for creativity Mm -hmm. and if they did for a lot of POCs, myself included, have thought, oh, there is no way I could make it in this field or even be successful in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that does not surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then some people believe that this was an intentional word choice on Horikoshi's part uh, because heteromorphic prejudice becomes more and more of an obvious theme as the series goes on. And this is just the first time that it's explicitly brought up. I'm kind of leaning this way, although... Granted, Horikoshi tends to address prejudice in a very generalized and nebulous sort of way. Like he doesn't ever make any direct comparisons, which is also a little annoying sometimes. And he's not the only one who does this, but that's that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this is also highly likely because Horikoshi does want to point out the bias in the MHA world against heteromorphic quirks. But at the same time, it's still not OK. Yeah. Mm, agreed. Yeah, like, I don't think this word should have been used, period. Like, if you really want to draw parallels to racism, there are other ways to do that, like, without using a slur. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Especially, like, since this is the first time the topic was brought up, there's, like, absolutely no forewarning. So, like, watchers or readers can't mentally prepare and choose whether or not to engage with that topic. Yep, agreed. Uh, totally mm-hmm. agree. Mm-hmm. And then another debate was whether this is a sign that Shinso is or isn't prejudiced against heteromorphs. This got, this is where things got like really out of control. So some people argued that because Shinzo himself faces systemic prejudice um, because of his quirk, it doesn't make sense for him to then be prejudiced. And like, y'all. No. <laughs> so marginalized people can still hold their own prejudices. If you didn't mm-hmm. know that, now you do. Um, in fact, oppressors kind of rely on that to stay in power because they want us to be too busy fighting each other so that we're distracted and we don't deal with the real problem, which is, you know, the systemic prejudice itself. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, these prejudices that are part of the systematic, the, the systemic problems, like both in My Hero and in our world, they can be explicit. Uh, and this means they can be more like it's the more quote unquote recognizable form of racism where people are being like outright racist mm-hmm. or bigoted out loud, like where people can see them and be recognized as racist. Um, and they, but they can also be implicit. Uh, and this is like an effect of systemic racism and marginalization that affects literally everyone in that you are just brought up in a world that has, that has racism. So you 
just absorb those inherent biases. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, it's it's still unacceptable for him to have used that word. Yeah. Um, so I do believe that Shinsu does face systematic prejudiceness. And the hard part is realizing you have them. Mm-hmm. This is something that is faced even today, having to unlearn what has been shoved down your throat for years is really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays it's much more talked about due to the awareness being made in a way. Shinso is also being made aware of his prejudiceness and you can see it develop through the show as again, that generation of Kirk children are breaking down those barriers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we'll touch on that more later. Um, Some people also argued that this line isn't a reflection of his actual beliefs. It's just part of this thing where he says rude shit to people so that they'll respond and let him use his quirk because his quirk relies on, you know, him saying something, someone responds to him and then his quirk activates. And like that to them was justification for it being okay or excusable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Um, no. Also, I did want to point out um, just to like show listeners where this personally, I think, still very incorrect uh, way of thinking about it, like came into it. And basically, like in the dub during this whole fight, like present Mike, as he's doing his announcing, he's like, it almost sounds like he's giving permission because he says, put your morals aside and don't be afraid to play dirty. But also like playing dirty does not equate to being racist. So like Mm -hmm. still like personally, no, 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 still not excusable. Same, same. There are other ways to trick people into responding to you without resorting to slurs um and it's possible that horikoshi's trying to point out that shinso only knows how to get attention in a negative way because he's only ever experienced negative attention that we know of we have absolutely no idea what his life is like outside of ua it's never shown to us um so we're just working off the knowledge that we have but we also do see him do that with other characters and sometimes marginalized people do behave in stereotypical or expected ways because they've internalized that prejudice against him against them. So, you know, Shinso is treated like a villain simply because of his quirk. So it makes sense that he starts to act villainous. Yep. Yep. And in a more like simplistic view in a way that may be more digestible for some folks to understand, like Shinso is basically being bullied in his school life and like, and obviously outside of school too, because again, it's just all the same system in in your Mm -hmm. society. And you just become more likely to be that bully yourself, Um, whether that is just like schoolyard stuff or whether it is just outright racism and prejudice in using a slur. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if negativity negativity is the only way Shinzo has gotten attention, it does make some sense as to how he would force that negativity onto others. Mm -hmm. Uh, marginalization always has had a huge impact on how you present yourself to others. And it's really hard to get out of that mindset. I know for a fact that I've had to change my mindset on, on a lot of things. And that took a really, really long time to get to this point. Mm -hmm. So 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's pretty clear that Horikoshi meant for Shinso's Shinso's actions to be portrayed as problematic, regardless of whether or not he's quote unquote actually prejudiced against heteromorphs. Because like it's still not okay to say shit like that, even if you don't quote unquote mean it. Mm-hmm. Like the very act of saying it opens up a door to mm-hmm. all sorts of horrible crap. And like the point of the scene is that Shinso ain't acting right. And Izuku helps him realign his actions with his ideals, which is something Izuku does for a lot of characters. And then in later scenes, we see Shinso rely less on making people mad in order to use his quirk. And his own anger has cooled down significantly, which just kind of reinforces, reinforces, in my opinion, that his behavior in this scene is meant to be seen as unacceptable since, you know, later he has to change. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. Um, and also Shinso's growth and his like bad character traits at the start are meant to be reflective of their mm. prejudicial society. But we can hold that knowledge and still hold the word that he used to be utterly acceptable regardless of context. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we wanted to be sure we covered like as much of the canon information on the topic as possible, I dug through the wiki just to see what was available in that like fandom created space. And we did find that in the second part of the fourth light novel, which none of us have actually been able to get our hands on to read at this point um Mm. it is clear that shinso does feel guilty for what he did to ojiro and at the time of the culture festival which is in season four he does feel even more guilty about what he did because ojiro does not resent him for like what he did at the time when shinso probably believes that he should resent him because it was unacceptable. Ojiro is just such a good kid. He is. Yeah, I completely agree with all of this. Um, There are better ways to show prejudice without having to use potentially triggering words. Yep, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again, Shinzo's intention doesn't matter. Simply using the word is going to have its effect. Mm -hmm. So the next thing we wanted to address was the fandom's uh, (laughs) response to this Mm -hmm. discussion. Uh, I personally witnessed some really disgusting behavior from fans, uh, predominantly white, because, you know, most public fandom spaces are predominantly white, uh, who almost like immediately started harassing Black fans who had raised this topic, using slurs, (laughs) uh, sending death threats, it's, uh, it's, it's just freaking ironic considering that these fans went, hey, this scene is kind of racist. And then the way people responded just proved their point perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. yep. Mm. <sighs> so that being said, we wanted to make the following statements um, where we stand really, really clear. Mm-hmm. Um, first statement, colonialism and Western Europeans slash US culture in general are largely responsible for the worldwide prejudice that black people face either, even from other minority ethnic and racial groups. Uh, Yeah, this is entirely true. It took me many years to realize just how much impact that had had on me. I know growing up, my parents would say borderline racist things against other minorities. And it took me time to fully understand that it was not okay. Mm. Thankfully, now I'm aware of these things and my parents have also changed their perspectives, but it's hard to get rid of all of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Even acknowledging it is a huge Mm -hmm. barrier. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and this is also a big problem for East Asian countries and anime demonstrates a lot of this prejudice. Yep. And this prejudice is both towards black characters themselves. And it's also seen in other like quote unquote forms of prejudice, such as colorism, which is the systemic prejudice against darker skin tones, regardless of and regarding their race. Yeah. In many, many Asian countries, this is very prominent. Um, I'm sh- a lot of Asian countries want to seem um whiter than they are mm-hmm. um they'll use products to make themselves look mm-hmm. whiter mm-hmm. um and it's hard to see dark-skinned people in anime especially like a recurring character mm-hmm. yeah the one one anime or manga that i have seen it done very well is bleach um i remember okay. it's one it was one of the first animes where it actually had pocs and they were done right and they were recurring POCs. And that came as such a shock to me. And it wow, shouldn't yeah. be that way. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, I've never heard that before. <laughs> also, next statement. Anime fandom culture has a consistent history of being really hostile to Black viewers and Black voices are continually ignored or outright disrespected. Uh, yep. <laughs> Especially yep. when there's cosplay involved. Oof. I have seen... Many a white person get up in arms when they see a black person doing cosplay of a character being like, oh, it's not how they're not accurately to the portrayal. They are fucking characters. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. They are meant to be enjoyed by all. And in my humble opinion, some of the cosplayers I have seen, some of the cosplays I have seen by black cosplayers is some of the most incredibly beautiful work I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's better now, but a couple of years ago, this was still such a huge issue. And even now, like it's not as big of a deal as it was a few years ago, but it's, it still pops up way more than it should. Mm-hmm. Well, like, you know, this is, we're uh, recording this in January, not January, February, which is black history month. And mm-hmm. you know, right now there's a movement on TikTok, 28 days of black cosplay, and like, mm-hmm. that wouldn't be necessary if this wasn't still a problem. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so on that note, Black viewers are not being too sensitive or reading into something that isn't there. Racism is systemic. I don't think we've um, defined that term yet. But basically, for those who don't know, that means it's a foundational part of every aspect of society. Um, and there's nowhere anyone can go to escape it. So Black people have to be hypervigilant in order to survive. <laughs> Yep. Yep. So if they are seeing something, it is there. And just like folks with the white privilege that they are systematically taught explicitly and implicitly in that racism doesn't exist, which is completely ridiculous, um, or even isn't a big deal anymore, which it still is. It's it will never not be a big deal that racism exists. Um, These are all just ridiculous framing narratives that the powers that be use but all in all it's to say it has always existed and it continues to exist as a big problem so if black fans are pointing something out we have a responsibility to acknowledge it and like try to help them make it clear that it's not okay just because you don't see it in a certain way it does not mean that your experience is correct Yeah, this is one major issue, major reason that I, as a POC, 
never interacted with some fandoms. Mm -hmm. People would gatekeep animes or would be completely ignorant to the Black people cosplaying. It was honestly disgusting. Mm -hmm. I am happy there's more of a movement to show how this is not okay. And I'm really glad there's more awareness being made in all of these areas. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sorely needed. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I noted before, when you create an unsafe environment in a fandom for one Black fan, that fandom as a whole becomes unsafe for all Black fans because that's how racism works. So even if you're throwing slurs at, you know, one Black, you know, TikToker who said something you didn't like and you like, there's another Black TikToker that you do like who doesn't say those things. Like, you're harming both of them. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't throw a slur at one Black person and not expect that to have a domino effect. That's, Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's how real life functions. Yep. Yep. Also, people don't owe you justification for their dislike of a fictional character. Like, I know they feel real to you, but they're not. (laughs) Yep. This, 100% this. And on that note, a lot of this behavior came from Shinso Kinney's. And I'm just, I'm just going to get really blunt for a second. Mm -hmm. So Kinning itself isn't the issue. Like, you can relate to yourself and the world around you however you want. Your coping mechanisms or comfort fantasies are your business and not anyone else's as long as it doesn't cause real-life harm. The flip side of that coin is that if you become intensely emotionally attached to a fictional character, that's your responsibility and not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. Other people aren't required to agree with all your opinions about a fictional character, no matter how strong those opinions are. And if you take it personally, that's something you need to learn to manage. Mm -hmm. Um, It's also your responsibility to distinguish between things that you disagree with versus things that cause harm, because sometimes they're the same, but often they're not. And fandom and internet spaces are customizable. If a creator is making content that you don't vibe with, you don't have to interact with it. You don't have to watch it. You don't got to see it. Yep. You can keep scrolling. Yep, (laughs) exactly. Um, And if your kinning causes harm, just log out you need to learn to recognize where you are causing harm and stop it. And like, as the themes of MHA teach us, causing harm is never the answer. Um, And on the topic of kinning, though I don't consider myself a Shinso Kini, I personally did not make the connection to the racial slur when I first watched, and I should have. It makes all my previously aired, like exuberant Shinso love feel icky, And it should feel icky because I was ignorant of what was going on in the fandom. And I do want to apologize to any listeners who are hurt by my ignorance regarding his character development. And I will try to do better in the future. Yeah. And like, we're not saying that you have to hate Shinso. Like none Mm -hmm. of us hate Shinso. We love him. But we can also Mm -hmm. recognize when Horikoshi makes a really, really bad choice for a character. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. And we can also recognize the real world impact. Um, I also missed it the first time I watched though, like this ties back into several of our previous points. Like if you're white, your racial privilege can blind you to even obvious examples of racism. And it's important for privileged folks to constantly work to dismantle their own internal prejudice, but also we need more diversity across the board because I doubt black people would have missed that so thoroughly. Yep, exactly. Exactly. And to get on my own soapbox for just a minute, um, I am white. And speaking to other white people, if you feel uncomfortable about this happening, and if you're feeling like a little uncomfortable listening to this episode, good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sit 
sitting with that discomfort and learning from it so you don't perpetuate the harm to Black people is the very least that you can do. Your discomfort at being ignorant does not actually hurt you, but it does hurt Black people when you lash out at others because of that discomfort, including when it is not intentional. Mm -hmm. Being anti-racist and learning how best to use your privilege is uncomfortable work, but you still need to do it in and out of fandom spaces. This podcast stands with Black fans and staunchly against those who intimidate and harm others within and outside this fandom. Absolutely. And just to summarize, real life people and the harm they experience outrank fictional people always. Mm -hmm. Like we don't deal in absolutes very often on this show. We're all big fans of nuance, but like this is one absolute we're going to stick to. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) Yep. Um, I do want to also point out, uh, we refer, we like all kind of mentioned it at the top, but we're going to be getting into more of it as it becomes like relevant to the episodes we're covering. We are also aware of Shoto's use of the word mutt when referring to the police chief Kenzi, Kenji Suragame, also a heteromorph in season two, episode 18. We are aware that it is a racist term as this word is used as a slur against multiracial people. At the time of these notes, we haven't found a similar conversation started by viewers and fans of color, or at least one that produced such a hateful reaction as what we described earlier and what basically got us into making this episode to make our points clear. Um, But we are under no illusions that it has happened somewhere online. So when we reach that episode, we will be referring you all back to this episode, and we will also advise you of any updates or further information specific to prejudice against multiracial people that we have found. But all of our above points stand racism against multiracial fans and people in general, even when it comes from one of yours and ours favorite characters is unacceptable, as is defending that racism in fandom spaces. Yeah, as of today, I did find one Tumblr thread. And actually, it was mentioned in that Twitter thread that I mentioned earlier, too. Mm -hmm. So the conversation is out there, um, even if it's not quite as loud. And again, as we mentioned, we'll be doing another bonus episode addressing the topic for some new angles. So again, if you're a Black, Indigenous, person of color in fandom, and you want to participate, please reach out. We'd love to have you. Yeah, as my personal final note, as the POC in this podcast, listen to minorities. They are speaking from experiences that you do not have. Hmm. I honestly missed the slur the first time around and only after watching it a few times that I realized what was implied. I love Shinzo with all my heart and definitely want to protect him. But what he said was not okay. It is never okay to use hateful words to people Even if it is systematic, do your part to not be part of the problem and make yourself aware. It takes work and can be hard, but ultimately it will make the world a better place. And isn't that what My Hero Academia is all about? All right. This has been My Hero Analysis. You'll hear us again soon. And in the meantime, go beyond plus ultra, especially on bonuses. Bye, y'all. Thanks again for listening. Theme music is The Happy Cowboy by Gary the Canary, remixed by Fern. If you'd like to submit questions, fan art, or bonus episode topics, visit our website at myheroanalysis.com. We're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, 
under at My Hero Analysis. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Bye, y'all.